1: When Raw ends, when it's time to begin It's on the Rewind A Raw with John Pollock and Waiting. The eighteen that makes sense of these things We see in the ring every week on TV It's Rewind A Raw for Monday night Download a Tuesday morning from the post-wrestling site It's Rewind A Raw for Monday night On USA Now on the John and Wei Ting Hello everybody, welcome to Rewind A Raw It is John Pollock here with Waiting. In a way, after all this time, I think I found out the problem with RAW. All these years, it's not long enough. Oh, really? These commercials just get in the way of things.
0: <laughs> um. So, what 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 are you suggesting the change? C-
1: Commercial-free RAWs every week, three hours nonstop. Never, cool. never give people a chance to breathe. Just I mean, three straight hours every week sure yeah why not why not four hours They could just go right through to smackdown they, they could i understand like this this obviously is a technique this this idea of commercial free it works like that's the reason that they use this so um but man watching it that first hour i was begging for some of these uh bumpers for that they just they just inserted like their own in-house uh product i mean we were getting a recap of the best instagram photos from the past week i mean they were just padding this thing in the first hour
0: yeah yeah i mean you know the live experience i suppose is is somewhat similar you're sitting in the arena they give you some eye candy to watch while everybody else is in commercial um i don't know i'm hey man they're on sci-fi they need anything they can to try to keep that number up right
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, we will see if this works. My my hunch is like they will. Like they, I think the first time they tried this was way back that time when Donald Trump bought Raw in two thousand nine, and they did a commercial free Raw, and the number was phenomenal. Was uh, Raw that,
0: three hours back then though?
1: It wasn't, but they did a special three hour edition back when they would they would do three back hours when it, when it was special. actually special. Yes, the odd time they would do a three hour special. Uh, But they they did something like four and a half million viewers and the commercial free gimmick is something they have utilized um, at at different times, especially in NXT when they were more so going head to head with AEW.
0: Well, they've pulled out pretty much every gimmick so far, so I guess it's about time they tried the commercial free thing.
1: Uh, So we will get into Raw from uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, Earlier today, we put out the uh, post-daily news update going through uh, some of the news items from the past 24 hours, as well as chatting about the Will Ospreay-Michael Oku match that went down last weekend at the Rev Pro Card at York Hall. And Tuesday, uh, we are scheduled to be chatting with one Michael Oku on the daily news show. So if you tune in live 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, that is what we have scheduled. We'll also go through the SmackDown and Rampage numbers Nick Gage signing a contract. Uh lots of news that we will go over on Tuesday. But Mr. Ting, it is a new week here and Tuesday night we are dropping Rewind Away. And what is what is on tap for our cafe members on Tuesday night? Have you started this uh this rather quick watch that we have to chat about on Tuesday?
0: Yes, I have. Yes, I have started. I finished it and uh in fact, I've already had a chance to speak to our executive producer about it. So uh, I'm I'm kind of interested in talking about this one because I'm not exactly sure how you feel. I mean, it's a really easy watch. This is called WWF Greatest Hits. It's a Coliseum home video release from 1990 slash 1991, really focusing on the period around November of 1990. So we've got the Ultimate Warrior as your champion in the main event. He's, I mean, it's really a, what is this? A compilation of just kind of never release matches, I suppose.
1: No, um, this this was stuff that did um. Like the, the, like this Ultimate Warrior Ted DiBiase match was from a, an episode of the main event that aired on NBC. Um, but, it's but just not it's, it's a random on, collection, yeah. But not released on VHS. On v, on VHS, correct? Yes. Um. So yeah, that's on there. The Big Boss Man against the Barbarian, Hulk Hogan and Tugboat teaming up against Rhythm and Blues, mm-hmm. Rick Martel and Marty Jannetty and Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich versus Mister Perfect, and some Von Hasbro
0: Erich. commercials.
1: That's right. And some music videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. plenty to plenty to talk about. It'll
0: be a bit of a maybe a you know more more digestible, easier chat just about the period, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so uh looking forward to going into that with uh with Mr. Wei Ting. Thursday, we've got the British Wrestling Experience with Martin Bushby and Benno. Uh, so look forward to that. I'm sure they'll be chatting about the Osprey Oku match as well, which Benno was actually in attendance for, but he had to get going early. So he actually didn't get to stick around for the Osprey Oku match. You're kidding! Wow. Yes. Okay. I was asking him about it afterwards, and he was telling me he he, unfortunately couldn't stay for the main event. It was was getting late.
0: That's a little too bad, but uh, you know, I'm I'm very curious about their thoughts, nonetheless. However, uh, they will have an announcement for a special guest for their live show. As many people know that they're they're doing a live podcast day during WrestleMania weekend, and they'll be announcing their first live guest.
1: All right. So uh, look forward to that. I wonder, look at all these these surprises this week. We're going to get a free agent appearing on AEW and then a guest announcement on Thursday from Martin and Benno. And mm-hmm. into the weekend we go UFC 271 is going down from Houston, Texas. Phil and I will be live right after the UFC card, uh, which features Israel Adesanya taking on Robert Whitaker a fight that my uh, my dentist was asking me about last week. No way. Wow. Yeah, it was. Um, she didn't really know too much about the UFC, but the one name she was able to bring up was uh, Adesanya. So is that right? Was, yeah. Wow. So there you go. Uh, cool. So what uh, Phil and I will be live on Saturday night, going through that card and then Sunday, WrestleNomics radio is, uh some of your, your highlights to look forward to this week. And of course we are live. Monday through Friday, youtube.com slash post wrestling, as well as on the post wrestling, Facebook and Twitter with the post daily News show, your one stop shop every weekday at one Eastern time. Mm
0: -hmm. Your one stop
1: before you can go to all your other stops. You can just fit us in along the way. Maybe your first stop. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Anything else? Wayne? do you have any words of advice before we dive into the quiz bowl? Are you ready for this? I don't think so. Um, I,
0: this is the only thing I need to talk about today. The quiz bowl.
1: Well, you start this off as strong as possible. So the ball arena in Denver, Colorado got to see the quiz bowl live person with alpha Academy. Came returning Randy Orton, who was uh, just off last week's show, but back this week, the return priest and Randy Orton this week after they were absent last Monday. So, the rules of the quiz bowl is it is one point for a correct answer. And if the team gets it incorrect, opposite team has a chance to steal. First one to five points wins. It's like, wow, they're going to go deep here. We're going to get a lot of questions. And they brought up all the nine categories. And I don't know how to recap this. You want to just go through uh, the questions here Way K- Gable selects U.S. presidents and they get multiple choice here. Multiple choice. This really, I mean, for a live audience here that is rooting for one team over the other, it seems very unfair for multiple choice. But I guess they could have screamed the answers anyway. So, um, it was
0: not against the rules.
1: It was. It was not. It just seemed this was a a free for all. So Gable is correct in selecting John Adams as the uh, first U.S. president with a college degree. Riddle then picks biology, and is asked how many hearts an octopus has, and wouldn't you know it. Riddle's cousin is a marine biologist, and they once dissected an octopus, and therefore he knows that an octopus has three hearts. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's uh, there. You go. There's a statistic for all of you out there.
0: I learned something watching this show.
1: Next was Greek mythology for Alpha Academy. Who flew too close to the sun and fell to his death? I know you knew this one way. Well,
0: Great documentary. documentary.
1: Yes. It was Icarus. So Orton decides to pick something easier, and he goes with cartoons. And who was the Ninja Turtle with the nunchucks? And dude, this Denver crowd, they were not going to let this guy get it wrong. They were going nuts here. And it is Michelangelo. Always my favorite Ninja Turtle of the four. Really? I was always like Michelangelo. Guy. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was all right. Was what, did, what did they call the the things that he had? The uh, size. Size. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, odd name for a weapon.
0: You know? Oh, like nunchucks are really a really logical <laughs> name?
1: Yeah, I was never, be- I-, I always thought Donatello is like, you got a stick, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you can do a lot of damage with the stick, but mm-hmm. I-, I once had a computer game, uh, like old school, like PC computer game of Ninja Turtles, and this yeah. game was hard as hell. Very, very difficult game. And
0: And, and did you use Donatello? Was it no, Michael
1: Angelo? And then I die as Michelangelo, and you got to go through. And then I had to pick the rest of them and go through them.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, was it, what was it called? A computer game. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Just Ninja Turtles. Okay, like, it wasn't they there turtles that, in time. Maybe.
1: Uh, maybe it, I don't know. It was a sigh of relief. The Raphael story. Very nice. Let's go on. Otis picks geography and they are asked the largest state of the four listed. And Otis says, "Well, if they asked lowest IQ, the answer would be Colorado. <laughs> Ooh, we're not dumb." And he gets it with Texas. So everyone's just uh, they're they're hundred percent here. RK Bro goes with pop culture and the pop culture question. Haley Baldwin is the daughter of which Baldwin? Riddle wants to use a lifeline to call Justin Bieber because Justin Bieber was married to this Baldwin. But he cannot do that. Is married? Ra- is married? Aren't They're currently they married? married. I, I was I like Randy like Orton here. No, I had no idea about Haley Baldwin, and Randy guesses Alec, and it's wrong. It was Stephen Baldwin with Alpha Academy getting the steal. They're up four two, so Alpha Academy goes to film and literature, and which Shakespeare film has been adapted into the most movies? And Otis is trying to say Hamlet and is rudely cut off multiple times by Chad Gable who goes on and on before saying Romeo and Juliet, he's wrong and RK bro steals it. And it was Hamlet. Otis was right. And he could have won it for the team, but Gable effed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm trying to feign uh, my enthusiasm here. RKO or RK bro. Uh, They're looking at the categories, and they go with sports. (laughs) Who's the QB with the most wins in Denver Broncos history? And they just played it for all it was worth here as they got John Elway. So Alpha Academy goes for a layup here. They go with metric conversions. And the question is, how many grams are in an ounce? And, dude, there was a fan facing the hard camera that brought their sign Riddle loves all bowls. And that fan was mm. so excited when this question was asked. It's like, yes, we're getting the pot joke. We're going to get the pot joke. And Gable is unsure. He picks 12 grams in an ounce. He is incorrect. Orton stops Riddle from answering saying, I've got this one. Riddle is surprised. And Randy says, you think I'm the, you're the only one that bakes. And he picks 28 Rams are in an ounce and RK bro win five to four. And then after the buzzer keeps sounding and with each ensuing buzz, Gable is selling it like it is a bullet that has been dislodged in him. And he is selling the pain as he collapses to the mat with each subsequent buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is how this ended. Uh, you know what I had fun watching this yeah successful yeah. segment I don't know some people I, I don't know what the response is I, I stay offline now during during shows so I have no idea what the response to this was for the first 20 minutes of the show I thought this was rather entertaining and I, I thought Gable was uh, everyone was really entertaining in this Gable I'm a big fan of this guy and his character mm-hmm.
0: well I mean it entertained the crowd and they were very engaged throughout and i think some would probably have you believe that this is more engaging material than a professional wrestling match um you know they both have to be present it's it's wwe sports entertainment you need your segments like this and um it was fine
1: it was fine all
0: right yeah it was fine yeah, yeah.
1: Great way to start off 20 minutes of your commercial free hour. So then the street profits come out and they made fun of alpha Academy. And this of course sets up a match. You would think that for this commercial free hour that they were just going to have some wrestling, go out there and eat up a ton of time. Not the case. We had two matches in this first hour and they clocked in at like 11 minutes combined. So this was not a whole lot of wrestling that they used for this hour.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So anyway, uh, in this, uh Gable's lip gets busted open um he throws Dawkins with a belly to belly Ford hit this incredible dive onto Otis on the floor and Gable goes for the ankle lock Dawkins tries to counter um and roll out of it but instead Gable just holds the legs down and pins Dawkins in five minutes and 36 seconds so that will teach Dawkins about trying to win in your hometown last week and what it's going to the repercussions that, that come with that so um Yeah, you're you're champions beating the non-champions in a non-title match, so the the Street Profits uh, not profiting here in Denver.
0: No, no, but I thought the match was good. I was actually impressed in particular by Dawkins and Gable together. I thought they looked great. But uh, the booking I was maybe the most impressed with because it was, yeah, like, I think very logical. Yes, Alpha Academy lose the Quiz Bowl. They get embarrassed at their own game, but then they still showed that they're a dominant force in the ring by beating a strong team in the Street Profits, so... Uh, it's it's to me a proper build for this tag team match that's coming up
1: yes yes if you're gonna have the challengers lose they lose to some team completely different yeah so then we just we had a feature on lita 2k trailer and then the top instagram photos of the week yes commercial free mvp is in the ring and brings out bobby lashley who is identified as being from denver so he was full-on babyface for this entire segment he comes out He's slapping hands. He's smiling. He got pyro. They're chanting Bobby. <laughs> I mean, this was just over the top. It was like so bizarre in WWE that they just completely leaned in that, uh, well, he's from Denver. He's going to be the baby face. It, it's bizarre because
0: maybe they don't always do it, but I like the fact that they are. And, and I mean, I think it, you could perfectly buy him turning heel again next week because, I mean, it's just like MJF in Long Island. It's it's the hometown person uh it's the sports team that you absolutely hate playing in their hometown well how do you and, explain
1: how about seth rollins he's just all over the place and and i don't that know I we, can't, that we i haven't can't been explain. to uh we haven't been to his home state recently
0: uh, yeah that that i don't know i have no idea what's going on with rollins and owens but we'll talk about that later and also worth worthy of note i think is the fact that M- mvp is now saying you know reigning undisputed during his introductions much like paul Heyman, so really continuing that rivalry
1: Yeah, he did the total like Paul Heyman style introduction for Lashley. He says that they should have had a ticker tape parade. It should have been Bobby Lashley Day last week. Instead, Pierce made an elimination chamber match. And Lesnar may have won the Rumble, but it is pure fantasy if he thinks he will win the chamber match. I would say so, because I think everyone is fantasy booking this this mania title versus title match now. So, yes, it is. It is fantasy that uh, uh, is in people's mind. He said that they are monsters. Him and Lesnar. The rest in this match are just men. And Lashley asks, "When was the last time Lesnar defended the WWE title or even wrestled on Raw?" And he hopes to come. Uh, he hopes that it comes down to him and Lesnar in the chamber, so he can pin him one more time, and then it will be Lashley defending the title in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is going to happen. I don't know if Lash is going to be defending this title in the main event of WrestleMania. Do you completely rule it out? Uh, Lashley headlining? 100% I rule that out. Lashley winning? No, I, I, don't, I don't completely dismiss that idea. I just think now that you have introduced this title versus title concept, um, I, I just think it's a bit of a letdown now to tease something that you're not planning to deliver, and it almost makes the match feel not as big as it could um, based well, could on they how, be, how they could, framed it.
0: Could, they be having, could Brock Lesnar be having two matches across the two nights?
1: Um, so you would have Lesnar and Lashley on one night and then Lesnar and Reigns on the other. Um, It's possible because I don't know what this Raw side, what happens with it. Like, Mm. Lashley and Lesnar, if if Lesnar is able to do two matches, you may as well because, like, of this makeup on Raw. Like, I just don't know what you're fighting for and even combination, like, are there any combinations on Raw that you're salivating for in a big WrestleMania setting?
0: It really might just be Lashley and... Like Lashley and
1: Rollins and Owens? Like, what what combination is really exciting you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the build. But sure, at the moment, I don't know. can't really answer that. Yeah, I I thought it was a really good triumphant promo from these two. And uh, doing it, you know, in front of the man's hometown crowd, making him seem like a big star.
1: More therapy for Alexa Bliss. Um, the therapist asks for the replica version of Lily back and Alexis starts crying as she lets go of it and more to come later in the night. Damian Priest, AJ Styles, championship contenders match. Um, they had a nice match here. It went five minutes. Uh, Priest landed a spin kick to the head. They had this big striking exchange ending with the, the Pele kick. And with the impact of the kick, Priest dropped down and landed on styles the phenomenal forearm gets stopped with priest landing his own forearm and then priest just comes off the ropes and gets blasted with the phenomenal forearm and styles pins him in 458 and as styles leaves we have a close-up of priest morphing into damien in the corner
0: mm-hmm yeah yeah. Yeah, setting up the uh, title match for next week.
1: Yes, a championship contender's match that was a straight line to a championship match the very next week.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting the sense that, you know, with Damian Priest because he's got this um alter ego character now. They're they're kind of going to use him like the demon with Finn Balor in that they make him lose in a civilian form just to justify the arrival of the alter ego that'll, you know, inevitably beat AJ styles. So, um, on the one hand, I mean, I suppose it's good. You're getting a character, but on the other hand, um, your civilian form is going to be booked to be that much weaker.
1: Yes. After going a year without being pinned, uh, I guess there's, there's more, uh, more -hmm. liberal use of beating this guy, um, who, who I think is dramatically cooled off. Um, what if, I don't know. The, the Damien.
0: But what about Damien?
1: Well, I guess the, the jury is still out on that one. We'll see next week. I, Cause it looks like Damien is showing up in Indianapolis and priest is going to hang out here in Denver. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Seth and Kevin are in the back and Rollins can't believe that Owens isn't in the chamber match with them. They blame DeVille and Pierce. Owens thinks if he can beat theory tonight in their rematch, they'll have to add him. And Rollins is skeptical, but says, I have, I have your back. I believe in you. And Owens asks, are you lying? Rollins says, I am a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. Ms. TV, Ms. and Maurice are there, and Ms. asks all the people to get up on their feet, and they just pan the crowd, and they're all standing up. They're all taking this man at his word, like he's giving us an order. Let us stand. And he just puts over Maurice. The guests are Ray and Dominic, and Ms. defends his actions from last week stating he is not a cheater. He just outsmarted and outmaneuvered them and blames Dominic for losing the match. Miz is upset. He never even got a chance to be in a qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber. And Miz starts screaming at the audience. He lists off all of his different accomplishments and is not on any of the posters. He is not on, his face is not on the ring trucks. A huge slap in the face. And he is not on the front of the video game cover. So, so Ms Miz, explains that Ray could learn a lot from Maurice, and Maurice says, "Yeah, Ray, you could call me Ray, Maurice Stereo." Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it, heel line. Sometimes you just you just got to go for it, Ray Maurice Stereo. Good effort. <laughs> Dominic demands that you show my father some respect. Miz says that Dominic has brought his big boy pants here, and he challenges Dominic to a rematch. I accept. And Miz notes that you're a lot taller than your father. Are you sure you're not Eddie's son? And this upsets Ray, who goes to jump Miz, but Dominic holds dad back, and then Dominic shoves Miz. Mm-hmm. i will not have you use any of their names in vain miz we are going to have a contest right now come on
0: that's exactly what he said yeah i could read lips yeah i thought it was a pretty good segment here i thought i thought miz is always really good in leading these sort of uh you know heel antics i'm not getting enough respect types of stories and he here I thought gave us plenty of personal reason for him to actually have an issue with Rey Mysterio. Again, it's the same thing, you know. I've done all this, I'm I'm not getting recognized, and yet this guy hasn't won a match, it feels, in forever.
1: You know what um, you know what Miz should be you know what Ray should say? You know, you know, Miz, all this money this company is making, very little of it makes its way down to us. So you can be on all these posters, you can be on the ring truck, you can even be on the video game. You know what? They're getting a billion in revenue. And you know how much revenue is earmarked for us, the independent contractors? A percentage you would not be happy with, Ms. And maybe they could find common ground here. Let's, let's talk about our collective IPs I think that are Dominic being monetized be. in every which way that we can't even keep track of. Hmm. They could do that. Be a real uh, edge of your seat storyline. Maybe it shift in direction. So we got our rematch. The Miz and Dominic. Number two. They went a minute 40. First, Maurice tripped Dominic and then Ray tripped Miz, but the referee was dealing with Maurice so didn't see it. Miz gets upset and yells at Ray. So Dominic does a sunset flip roll up and pins the Miz and they call it one of the biggest wins of Dominic's career.
0: Yep. Just telling a little story. You know, villain gets some karma Maurice tried to trip Dom and then gets thrown out, but then Ray trips the Miz, which leads to Dominic winning. So I, I think the feud was intensified. It's in decent shape. I like the fact that Maurice is back. I think the Miz is better with Maurice around him. The Miz is better with somebody around him, whether it be John Morrison or Maurice. They're both fantastic. And the feud is better, I think, with Maurice around, antagonizing the other two.
1: Uh, we can come back to it. But uh, in the back, we see Vince McMahon. Uh hanging out with Austin Theory. Uh, but this is just we don't get any dialogue, uh, nothing audible here between these two. This was the only interaction between Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. So I guess I guess Vince McMahon, after he uh he put in all those uh all those words onto the investors, uh the the analyst call last Thursday, he's gonna take it easy tonight. No, no promo tonight. Voice. Take it away, Nick. And uh Austin Theory, uh billion, a billion. Bianca Belair, Nikki Ash. Corey Graves explains that this new version of Nikki Ash, it's serving her well. It's she's a new person now and it's and she's finding success. I was like, is she really finding success? I decided to look this up. This woman has not won a match since she has turned. In fact, her last win was part of an eight woman tag in November. She has lost Mm. every match she has been involved with since. So this is not serving her well in if anything, she's getting more matches now that she has an opportunity to lose on television, such as Rhea Ripley last week and here against Bianca Belair who beat her with one leg um, survived the tornado DDT KOD and on one leg, Bianca Belair, your winner over Nikki Ash.
0: Yeah. Just a little showcase match here. I mean, I don't. I don't expect really a whole lot for Bianca Bel or sorry Nikki Ash heading into WrestleMania season. Um, I I don't even know if she'll find herself in a role on WrestleMania, but she's a part of this. But you know the story is going to be about Bianca Belair and her chase towards the championship. So they're just feeding her opponents right now. Last week it was Carmella, this week it's Nikki Ash, and then uh, we'll see what else in the weeks to come.
1: All right. Uh. So from there. We go to. I, I guess we should also go over. They, they did announce the, the women's elimination chamber match for Saudi Arabia. So uh, Bianca Belair, Nikki Ash, Do Drop, uh, Rhea oh, yeah. Ripley, and who's the fifth?
0: I think it's a mystery right now. Right?
1: No, they have There's a fifth, and then the sixth is the is the oh, uh, okay. the, the mystery. So women. Yeah, I'll look this up here. Anyway, so we have Dude. five, and they're leaving one as the uh, as the mystery. Yeah, Liv. Oh right, Liv Morgan is going yeah. to be in it as well. Who do you think they the in? As a, um, I mean, unless Bailey. someone's it, uh, unless it's someone, yeah, that that's coming back. Uh, I thought, I thought for like the other one is uh, if Edge ends up being on the card, maybe Beth is on it. Okay,
0: interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting one.
1: I'm I mean, whoever guessing. it is,
0: probably won't be winning. Uh, the mystery? Yeah.
1: Probably not. It seems, I mean, you you can never count on anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, this it would seem like, you know, you do this match, they've really kept Bianca away from Becky and wins this match, and then you finally have your direction coming out of that with Becky and Bianca. That seems almost uh, too obvious, the picture. That yeah. makes you wonder that something will just get blown up and suddenly uh, Lita is defending against Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania could be. Uh, Then our truth Tamina and Tozawa are in the back running around and Reggie is hanging out with Dana Brooke. She thanks him for always having her back and being a nice guy. Kisses him on the cheek and Reggie asks, what does this all mean? Dana said, nothing. None of this means anything. We do the same segment every week and we've been doing it for months and we'll be doing it for months. We're really good friends and they give a hug. And then they look in each other's eyes and then they get interrupted.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so at least there is some movement here. I think we're finally getting to the heart of this Dana-Reggie relationship.
1: After six months, I think we're ready for the next uh, step in this story.
0: I think so too, yeah. But um, I mean, at the moment, it seems like it's it's Reggie trying to escape the friend zone. So we'll see. I think it's a it's a positive compared to the aimless repetitiveness that we usually see in the 24-7 division. So, you know, much like the quiz bowl, I mean, it's going to it's 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 one it's something stupid enough that I think it could be appealing to certain uh, to much of the audience, I should say.
1: Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory, a rematch from last week. Do you pay attention to these graphics when the people come out and the little attributes that they list? They list (laughs) some of them were awesome tonight. Kevin Owens, okay, of all of his attributes, okay, if you're going to, like, write about all of his accomplishments in WWE, I mean, he mm-hmm. was bringing them up later in his promo about winning a universal title and all this stuff. His attribute was he has the ability to speak French and English fluently.
0: That is an attribute. Yes,
1: yeah. a trick, yes. Owens uh, runs his shoulder into the post, and Theory goes to throw him back first onto the steps like last week, but this time Owens stops him and hits a cannonball off of the steps they come back from breaky it's another cannonball in the ring a splash off the apron theory stops the pop-up and a stunner owens fires back swanton lands on the knees and it finishes with a with pin losing last so we are even
0: yes we are yeah um I suppose this was somewhat of a surprising outcome because, I mean, it's not Kevin There's Owens. One, one
1: guy's it. in your change and could desperately use some for Owens last week.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit surprising, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe next week theory gets a, gets the win back. Um, I don't. Who knows, dude? I mean, all I know is that I mean, I th- I don't think Owens is likely to enter into the chamber match. So I, you know. Um, more TV, more TV made.
1: Well, Austin Theory is going to be a giant star after all of this. That'll be the conclusion. RK Bro is in the back, and Orton notes how Riddle could headline WrestleMania if he wins the chamber match. But tonight, he has to focus on Seth Rollins. Riddle talks about the ch- chances of being a double champion if they can win the tag titles and he wins the WWE title and suggests an RK Broga party for next week, which they're actually going to do. So Randy and Riddle will be in Toga's next week. And it will be like WrestleMania nine. Yes. Yes. The Indianapolis, Indiana version next where next week's show takes place from. Mm-hmm. Then we got the latest on the long journey of veer to raw. And if you listen to any of this, he says that his prey is on the horizon. The best line of the entire three hours. I am a patient predator. <laughs> a very patient man is this veer. He says he cannot be contained for much longer and soon he will have his trophies. So he's getting a little antsy way. It has, he has waited since October when this draft took place. And I think he he is ready. Now he has been patient (laughs) and now the patient predator is getting ready.
0: He's warming up, you know, he's on main event, just tying his shoelaces, just making sure everything works. The lights were purple this week instead of green. So we've, uh, you know, we're moving through the color spectrum.
1: Lita came out and she is noted that uh, this will be her first women's title match since 2006. It's been 15 years since she has uh, challenged for the title. And she listed off some of the women that she was in the Royal Rumble with. And it was interesting to hear some of the reactions. Flair got booed. Ronda, very mixed reaction here in Denver. And then uh, listing others as well. But says she has wanted this match with Becky Lynch for a long time. So long that she was confronting Charlotte for a title program, it seemed like, right before the Royal Rumble. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She was covering her bases, I think. You know, maybe Becky was busy. Start something on both shows. Something's got to prosper. So, Becky comes out and refers to Lita as her teenage idol. And the reason she said no to the title match at first last week was because she loved Lita while she was growing up. And when she got here to WWE, a lot of people just turned their nose to Becky, but Lita did not. She saw something in Becky, and I've always been grateful. And without Lita, there would be no Becky. But now that there is a Becky Lynch, there can be no Lita. And she calls it hurtful that Lita is now trying to take everything that, is, everything that I have built, everything that is anything to me. I have had to get rid of friends for this. I have had to get rid of the people for this. Now, Lita, I have to get rid of you. I'm in the prime of my career, and you might have helped me. You might have helped bring me up, but I will have no problem putting you down. Lita responds that she has always been the underdog, but you, the fans, helped me become four-time champion. And you, the fans, cheered my name and let me live my dream. And I might not have had a title shot in 15 years, but the people are still with me. And I like my odds. And Becky goes to attack her, gets stopped, uh, or... Gets the twist of fate is teased, but Becky stops it and starts stomping on Lita. She goes to leave, comes back for a manhandle slam, and it gets blocked. And Lita hits a twist of fate and a moonsault to end the segment. I was surprised that they decided to go ahead with with the moonsault. That to me would be a big part of the match. But overall, I thought this came off well. I thought Becky was tremendous with her promo and uh, with Lita. Like promos are not her forte, but I was glad that they did. Um, A smoother twist of bait than that one we had on Charlotte a number of weeks back, and then the Moonsault. So the audience was into this. I thought the Moonsault looked great. Yeah. Like, I don't think about great-looking Moonsaults when I think
0: about Lita's. And, I mean, you know, maybe she's really practiced because I thought this one looked tremendous. I thought the segment came across really well. I thought they both felt like stars. I think... I think Lita has shown improvement in her comfort, comfortability on the microphone. You know, Definitely. it's been a it's been a while since we've seen her actually speak as a professional wrestler, cutting professional wrestling promos, trash talking with another person, and she, I thought, you know, injected a good level of, you know, kind of, like star power, I will say, in, into a, a Becky Lynch program, which we have had not very many of recently. This isn't feeling like it's another sort of run of the mill competitor, like it, like a dew dropper, Liv Morgan. You know, they are setting Lita up to be a, a pretty big challenger with a lot of history for Becky Lynch. The story is now Becky Lynch going up against her personal idol, her childhood idol. And I think that's a lot more interesting than any of the other feuds she's, she's been involved with over the past year. I mean, I do have my concerns about the match, but I thought the promo and the story and the marquee value are enough justification for this happening.
1: Yeah, I think what they have going for them as well is that I think Lita's going to be very popular to this crowd as well when the, when they go over there, so mm. I mean, hopefully you get a heated match, but you're right, like this is kind of I think what you shoot for for one of these like shows that are sandwiched between the Rumble and WrestleMania is something that um, you just hope that you can just hook people with an interesting story to bide over your champion that I think everyone understands what the outcome is going to be, but make it as creative as possible going in. And this is the most you can hope for. It doesn't feel like a lame duck title defense. Mm-hmm. Sonia Deville is with Adam Pierce and she's uh, got her arm in a sling selling the Ronda armbar trademark. And Kevin Owens walks in and after beating Austin Theory, he thinks he should be put into the chamber match, which I think he is a logical request for Kevin Owens to make. They just shoot him down and say no. And then he is told, you might not even be at WrestleMania. And he is like, what? <laughs> me? Not be at WrestleMania? It's two goddamn nights. He warns them that if you don't put me on the card at WrestleMania, there could be a riot in Texas. I won my universal title in Texas. I won the IC title in Texas. My first WrestleMania was at at and Stadium. The people need this. The people of Texas need me. I love everything about Texas. He points to the tattoo of the bull on his arm stating, I practically have the state of Texas tattooed on my arm. (laughs) Think about this. And he leaves. Dude, Kevin Owens was incredible during this. This was a great little segment that was kind of throwaway on the show, but I was entertained. It was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, to what aim? What do you, what do you think they're teasing here?
1: I don't know. It makes this is where it makes your authority figures look like fools. Like you would not schedule this guy on WrestleMania. It just makes you look silly. Why would he not be at WrestleMania?
0: I mean, the implication is that I mean, there's there's no room for Kevin Owens He's,
1: on both both nights. It's like sixteen yeah. matches
0: we're going to see. No, well, I mean somebody's not going to be on the show.
1: Owen yeah. should explain. Listen, I just resigned a new deal. He should. Yeah. Okay, I'm a I'm a lucrative resigning here okay mm-hmm. I, I could have gone i I had options i could have gone to many other places
0: well what is the thread here like what are they trying to do and, and what is owens going to do in response
1: i guess this is going to go with the idea that he's going to get shut out of wrestlemania so he's got to try and do something like maybe he feels he's got to win a title or something to ensure that he is mm. part of wrestlemania
0: or he needs to have an opponent
1: i guess so yeah yeah, so he's got to go. Maybe that's the idea. You got to like package yourself with somebody and uh, have a program and then present it to creative. I mean, wasn't that John
0: Cena's whole thing for that year when he that, was looking to get a spot on Mania? He's
1: right. He had to buy a ticket to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So doesn't uh, your, your past success does not guarantee you get booked at WrestleMania. Even uh, that year, Cena was there in the crowd and WrestleMania was like 18 hours long. Yeah. Liv Morgan against Dewdrop. So Liv Morgan comes out, not fluent in English or French, but this was an interesting statistic, okay? You said you learned something in that opening quiz bowl. I think you're about to learn something else way. Liv Morgan, her attribute, grew up a WWE fan.
0: Okay. I knew that, I I think. Okay. Well,
1: now the whole world knows it. Morgan did a, a promo from earlier. She has been driving herself insane After almost winning the women's title and the loss to Becky almost broke me, but it didn't. And now I have a chance to win the chamber and main event WrestleMania. A lot of main events uh, up for grabs that everyone is reaching for for these cards.
0: Legitimately, there are two main events.
1: Um, Yes, legitimately, but we're we're probably going to get. You know four title matches that are going to be advertised as Wrestlemania main events, well, yeah, at least three we'll see what happens with uh, the the main men's title mm-hmm. so Dewdrop did her promo, stating that she has been too passive and too nice now she's not, so she feels disrespected, and she is coming to splatter everyone on the roster. Liv climbs onto her back for a choke, is run into the corner, Dewdrop attacks her with a senton. on. Hits her with a bonsai drop, and Dewdrop is the winner.
0: Yeah, good little match, you know, making Dewdrop look strong, handing into the chamber, so maybe next week uh, we'll have Liv Morgan beat her.
1: More therapist uh, segments here. The therapist goes to Alexa and mentions how, last week I asked you to hand over Lily and you did not act aggressively. I know this Raw was long, but it didn't feel like there was a week in between the last segment that we saw earlier tonight and this one. Was that not supposed to be a
0: clip from last week?
1: No, they showed last week's clip, and then they showed a new clip, which was the one where she hands over the doll.
0: Was the handing over of the doll not from last week that they didn't show? Like, are we not supposed to believe that that was last week?
1: No, I think we got two separate. They they started earlier in the night with showing last week, which was a separate one. And then they did the segment where he asked for the replica, because last week was where he gave her the replica.
0: Yeah. Did he not give it to her and then ask for it back in the same week?
1: No, he asked for it back earlier tonight.
0: I'm saying, wasn't the clip earlier tonight a clip from like from the session last week that they just didn't air last week? I don't think so,
1: but who cares? Rollins uh, is interviewed. He says that. So,
0: so again here with these Alexa Bliss things, the, the hair changes again. The white, white makeup from her face is dissipating. Um, so this transformation is continuing.
1: Rollins is interviewed and says it is he- his year to win the title at WrestleMania. And next week on the show, Brock Lesnar is on the show. Damian Priest versus AJ Styles for the US title and the Toga Party with RK Bro. So into Seth Rollins and Riddle we go. Rollins took Riddle off the apron and power bombs him into the barricade. That sets up the commercial break and then afterwards having a nice match when uh, Riddle hits the floating bro to the floor and Owens attacks Riddle for the DQ and Randy immediately runs down. RKO is delivered to Owens. They trade words and we come back with an impromptu tag match with Orton and Riddle against Rollins and Kevin Owens. They had the heat on Riddle forever during this match. Why do you think they did this? Just to break it up, I guess like why why I I, did, I didn't understand why they decided yeah um I why thought didn't it, advertise this
0: to begin <laughs> with
1: well on top of it is like you advertise Rollins and riddle as your your match, and to me it was it's one thing if riddles going to lose, but like you're setting them up for this tag title match, and then we're just gonna beat them in this match on top of it where Randy's yeah. attached this on top of it. It just seemed, yeah, like, unnecessary that we had to include Randy in all of this.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, unless it was them wanting to just add a commercial break in here and wanting to extend the thing, so they had to do all this stupid bullshit of changing the match midway through into a tag team match. But, I mean, I think RK-Bro Rollins and Owens is a perfectly attractive main event that they could have advertised on their own. Or Riddle versus Rollins, I think, would have been a, an attractive main event to see through to the end. So, I, I, I don't know what... I thought they did it just to get out of Riddle getting pinned, but Riddle ended up getting pinned.
1: Yeah, so, well, they did do the stare down with Orton and Rollins afterwards. So you they could probably, have done that. You easily could have had Orton just show up at the end and not do this whole tag match where your number one contenders are losing to a team that is. Well, for I, I don't think Rollins and Owens are going after uh, Gable and Otis. I don't, th- I don't think so either. So it's just,
0: um, I. I don't have a problem with the match itself. It's just like I'm um, trying to find, think of the logic in, 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 in them pulling this thing into so many different directions to get to the same place.
1: Well, after Orton got the hot tag, he's uh, hitting his power slams, draping DDT. The RKO gets blocked. Riddle makes the blind tag in. And with Rollins uh, or with Orton out of the ring, Rollins stops the ripcord knee, lands a rolling elbow, strikes him in the back of the head and hits the stomp and pins Riddle in eight minutes and eight seconds of the second portion of this main event. And it just goes off with uh, Orton staring down Rollins, who is laughing, and Orton hits an RKO on Kevin Owens. So Owens is the fall guy here. Orton gets something here at the end. And and that is it. And Riddle is the uh, the doormat mm-hmm yeah i thought the the action in, in
0: itself i think was was very good you can always count on you know these four uh excellent performers to deliver in ring it's just everything that's around it is is kind of confusing you know what how am i supposed to feel about kevin owens right now am i supposed to feel bad that he's not able to get on the elimination chamber yet am i supposed to hate him because he's going up against my favorites in arcade pro at the end and how am I supposed to feel about Seth Rollins going from babyface in one setting against Roman Reigns one week um, and then back to being a heel full on complete with obnoxious promo at the be- be- beginning of this match against Riddle. So um, there are a lot of moving pieces um, and I don't know if, if it's being done for depth as much as it is for
1: uh,
0: uh, what, what makes sense that particular week.
1: You know what Kevin Owens needs to do? He's got to stop wrestling today, and then he's going to come back in 23 years, and he's just going to walk out, and he's going to challenge the champion on the spot right after the Royal Rumble, and he'll get his title match.
0: Well, you think so. I mean, if if he can look like Bill Goldberg at that age, then maybe he would.
1: Well, start now. And you can uh that's that's the that's the route to a, a championship match. So But
0: I don't think he'd be willing to go to Saudi Arabia even then.
1: Uh maybe not, no. Um yeah, that's those seem to be the title matches that you can just show up and uh and receive, like Lita and Goldberg. So mm-hmm. uh that is uh that is what you have to weigh. But uh there you go. That was raw. Um I'm very curious what this uh after Elimination Chamber, where we are going to see the directions start for WrestleMania, because I can't see, like, it's not like I see a whole lot of stories here that are taking shape, that you can see, like, they they have this long two-month vision of where all this stuff is going. It just seems that it is very, like, there's stuff being built. I just can't say I'm all there's that stuff. captivated yeah,
0: by it. There's a lot of stuff here. I mean, I think Rollins and Owens could always potentially be a match that they can get to for WrestleMania. It's the whole partners turning on each other type of thing. Mm-hmm. Miz and Rey Mysterio seem to be doing something, but will it make it all the way to WrestleMania? I'm, I'm not so sure. Well, what do we have with Damian Priest? What's, he, what's his thing?
1: AJ next week.
0: But nothing long-term, it looks no. like yet.
1: We, we didn't have Omos on the, on the show tonight. I mean, Omos right. eliminated Damian Priest, so I suggested maybe they would uh, mm-hmm. end up... It just seems like Omos, after all that, just seems like he has been just kind of put on the back burner for now.
0: Yeah, uh, Alpha Academy and RK bro is coming up, but I I don't think that's making all the way all the way to WrestleMania. You know, Alexa Bliss is making her return. I'm sure she'll have something, but we don't know against who. And what else we got? Oh, that's, God, that's the main stuff. I mean, not a whole lot to get excited about, you know,
1: um, and it's like whatever Lashley is doing after after Elimination Chamber, whether he has or does not have the title. If he does not have the title, that makes it a bit more, um, I don't know. It just it just it takes something away from from the raw build if they do end up going that direction. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this was a show, um, bit more content than than usual. So if you love hours of professional wrestling content, then uh, you got a bit more of it. You know, as far as like quality, what you needed to come back to watch, hmm,
1: what did you enjoy the most on the show?
0: Good, very good question, very good question.
1: um wh- wh-
0: why don't why don't we more so ask like what was necessary to watch throughout this this these three hours? you know what what was necessary information to gather for future your future enjoyment of this product?
1: Okay, for future enjoyment um probably nothing um for just something uh that will be of interest um I can't recommend the entire quiz, quiz bowl, but it was fun for what it was
0: hmm and i can't, um, I can't recommend it. So, but, some
1: of the, uh, but some, if you
0: happened to flip through and stuck around, and if you happen to buy a ticket and find yourself in this arena, maybe you would have come out enjoying it.
1: I mean, Styles and Priest was fine. Owens, in theory, was fine. Riddle and Rollins it was, was fine.
0: fine. Like we're talking about five star matches this afternoon. Why am I making my my effort to, to watch a fine three four minute match that that I'm gonna forget about the next day?
1: If you don't have a yeah. lot of time. Raw might not fit into your schedule especially the commercial free edition of the with the first hour.
0: It's clearly lot. it's not fitting into many people in the post wrestling cafe schedule cuz we again have zero pieces of feedback for <laughs> Monday night raw so it's just it's it's just not on people's priority list at this point in in our demographic.
1: Well, a lot of uh, a lot of people watching the Olympics I'm sure. Uh so there you go. That is uh Raw. We have one more show until Elimination Chamber. They've got uh, SmackDown this week, uh, two tapings happening on Friday night in New Orleans. So you get more content if you're live in New Orleans. Two episodes of SmackDown
0: to sit. So, so they're taping the the go home show to yes. Elimination Chamber as well.
1: Yes, they'll do the yeah Friday show and then they're taping the following Friday's show. So we will have everything for them leading up on the SmackDown side into the pay per view. Is Ronda or Brock going to be there? No, Brock Ronda is advertised for. Hmm. The, um, that's a good question about Brock. I could uh I could check here, but Ronda is uh is is there on Friday? Okay.
0: So they'll have Ronda for both of the uh, editions of SmackDown. I
1: think out. Ronda's going to be on most of the SmackDowns, if not all of them, going into okay. uh, WrestleMania. So you've got uh, yes, Ronda and Goldberg uh are listed for Friday.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, Fox must be happy about that. So, uh yep, the build to Elimination Chamber continues. It's
1: exciting stuff. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. But again, we're back on Tuesday live at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So tune in for the post-daily news show. And then Tuesday night for Post Wrestling Cafe members, it is Rewind Away with a review of WWF's Greatest Hits, a Coliseum home video release from it's only 1991. only one hour, everybody. That's it. Commercial free. Straw. Commercial free, yeah. All right, have a great night, and we'll speak with you on Tuesday.